Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Paul knew this firsthand. How it is that God gets us through the storms of life. And those storms do come. Sometimes they come without warning. And they hit. And these are perilous storms. These are frightening storms. Very scary. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Philippians. It's so easy to get frustrated and want to quit following God when you're going through tough times. Often, you may even question why God is allowing the storms in your life. Today, Pastor J.D. will encourage you to follow Paul's example. Paul went through so many storms in life, and yet he still chose to follow and serve God. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Philippians chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Philippians chapter 4, and our text will be verses 20 through 23. So we'll begin in verse 20, where the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is writing as he ends now this letter to the church there in Philippi, and he says, To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 21, he goes on, Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings. And then he says this, and I want you to pay particular attention to it. Especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. I chose this title for a reason. I'm hanging on by a thread, but if the truth be known, it could, really should, be titled, (laughs) When That Thread Breaks. Have you ever been in a situation where, I mean, you're hanging on for dear life, in a trial in your life, and really just hanging on by a thread, and then (laughs) when you think it couldn't get any worse, it gets worse. And that thread breaks. Now, you might be asking yourself, how in the world did I come up with a title like, I'm hanging on by a thread, out of this final greeting and ending here in the Apostle Paul's letter? Well, I'm glad you asked. You asked, right? Doesn't matter, I'm going to tell you anyway. 
I'm hoping you'll see why here shortly. But the Apostle Paul says something here in our text that speaks to how it is, and Paul knew this firsthand, how it is that God gets us through the storms of life. And those storms do come. Sometimes they come without warning, and they hit. And these are perilous storms. These are frightening storms, very scary. And we don't know what God's doing, and really why it is that God is allowing this to happen in my life. I would submit to you that Paul could not have written the ending of this letter to the Philippians had he not gone through what he went through. What did he go through? Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Read 1 Corinthians, read 2 Corinthians. I mean, he's very transparent about all the struggles, all the suffering, all the trials, all the shipwrecks, all the beatings, all the imprisonments all the sleepless nights. I want to draw your attention to verse 22. Paul says, okay, all the saints greet you. All the saints, all your brothers and sisters in Christ that are here with me, send you their greetings. But then he does something interesting. He delineates and articulates and really emphasizes that it's not just those saints that are with Paul that send them there in Philippi their greetings, but it's especially those who are of the household of Caesar. Here's the question. Why does Paul make sure to emphasize that there are those in the household of Caesar that are now brothers and sisters in Christ who also, especially so, send their greetings as well? Well, in order to answer that question, we need to go back to the book of Acts chapter 27. I'd encourage you to turn there. I want us to look at verse 20. But first we kind of need a little bit of the backstory. So the Apostle Paul is on an all expense paid, (laughs) I mean, you know, no charge. He's on a ship. It's not a cruise ship. It's a prisoner ship, and he's on this ship on his way as a prisoner to Rome. And he saw that this was going to happen. In fact, he even forewarned everyone that they should not set out for Rome and kind of wait, because this was the time of year that those hurricanes would hit. It was hurricane season really. And sure enough, they didn't listen to Paul. 
and they set sail for Rome, and they are hit with hurricane force winds. And this is a doozy of a storm, Eurachlodon. And in Acts 27 verse 20, we're told that this happened for many days. This went on for a prolonged period of time. And the storm was so bad that neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging. You have to understand that this was how they navigated their way in the open sea during that time. It was by way of the stars by night and the sun by day. So now their navigation is completely gone. They are being tossed to and fro. Imagine, if you will, in your mind, these waves that are crashing up against this ship, perhaps 50 feet high. And it's looking like they're going to all perish in this storm. So much so that we're provided a detail here in verse 20 of Acts 27 that at first read you might miss it. I hope you don't. And I want to point it out because you have to understand Luke by the Holy Spirit is recording the events of what took place in the book of Acts. And please know that Luke is with Paul on this ship. And notice what he says. He says, when there's no stars in the sky to navigate at night, there's no sun in the sky to navigate during the day, and the storm continued raging, seemingly even getting worse. I want you to notice this word that he uses. He says, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. What? We? What do you mean, Luke? Don't don't you mean you? No, no, no. We. Paul and I. No. Paul too? Yes. Paul lost all hope, and that word finally is interesting. In other words, they just finally come to this place where they realize, we're not going to survive this. This is how it ends. And Paul himself, with Luke, and everyone on that ship, had given up all hope of being saved. You know what? makes this so interesting to me, is that this was not Paul's first rodeo, as we say. Paul had been, prior to this, shipwrecked three times. He was a pro at this. He had a PhD in shipwrecks. Paul had been through a storm or two, you might say. But... Here he is in this storm. Wow. And he has resigned himself to the reality 
that he and all those on board are not going to survive, but God. But God, as only he can, sends a message to Paul. And let me parenthetically point out that Paul is full of fear. The Apostle Paul, he is completely given over to fear, and that fear has completely been given over to despair. This is over. This is it. I guess I'm not going to make it to Rome. I guess I won't stand trial before Caesar as I had made appeal to do. We're not going to make it. This is how it ends. Well, maybe God's through with me. This is the final chapter in my life. No, it's not, Paul. I know you're afraid, Paul. I know you're full of fear, Paul. So the Lord sends this angel, this messenger to him. It's recorded in Acts chapter 27, verses 23 through 25. And after this angel appears to Paul, he then stands up and now is going to communicate this message to everyone on board. You have to understand, everyone on board, not just the prisoners, the authorities, the soldiers, the guards, all of these men are thinking, this is it. And then Paul stands up and says, last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. Stop right there. If the apostle Paul can be full of fear, then wouldn't it stand to reason that we as believers in and followers of Jesus Christ can also have those seasons in our lives where we are afraid and become full of fear? Why would this angel say to Paul, do not be afraid if Paul wasn't afraid? And this is the apostle Paul we're talking about. I mean, as we've gotten to know him through our studies of the epistles, one thing that's become abundantly clear is that this man was immovable. This man was fearless. I mean, I think about when he was in Lystra. And they tried to stone him to death. In fact, they thought they had killed him, left him for dead. And... God, as only He can, says, no, your, your time's not up yet. I'm not through with you. You still have many more things you're going to do. I have much more work for you. And the Apostle Paul gets up after being left for dead, and he goes right back into Lystra. Listen, <laughs> if that's me, I can take a hint. I am not welcome here. <laughs> you tried to kill me here. I'm not going back into the city. I'm shaking all the sand off of my feet, and I'm leaving now. Thank you very much. 
But not Paul. He goes right back in. So this is a man that's courageous. This is a man that's fearless. But in this storm, he's lost all of his courage. He's full of fear. And here the Lord sends this messenger and says to him, Paul, I know you're afraid. I know you think you're not going to make it through this. Don't be afraid. And here's why. I gave you my word. And now it seems that I need to remind you that you must stand trial before Caesar. Now he's sharing this with all of them. Imagine the relief when they hear this. They still have to have the belief, but let's start with the relief. Here's this guy, and then they know there's something different about this guy. Make no mistake about it. His reputation preceded him. These Roman guards knew who Paul was. Are you kidding me? And so for him to stand up, consider the source. He's got credibility, if you will. And for him to say what he says the way he says it, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve. Yeah, we heard about your God, Paul. We've seen what God has done in your life and through your life, Paul. So you've got my attention. What did he say to you? Well, first he told me, do not be afraid. And I'm telling you, do not be afraid, because God is going to get me to the other side of this thing. (laughs) And I have to stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. He did? Wait, so the angel of the God that you serve and to whom you belong has told you, sent an angel with a message for you that you are going to stand trial before Caesar, which means you're going to survive this, but he also said that he has given you all of our lives as well. Yeah. I'd like to know a little bit more about this God. Because prior to you standing up and telling us this, we were all dead men. We were all goners. So he goes on, verse 25, and he says, Keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will will happen just as he told me. Wow. Well, you know the rest of the story, right? It's an amazing account. And I'm so grateful to the Lord that it was preserved and recorded for us in the canon of Scripture. How many a saint over the ages has been so encouraged and comforted by this account of what happened to Paul? They do lose the ship, but not one man is lost. I would suggest that Paul could not have known 
what God had waiting for him on the other side of this perilous storm. I truly believe that he had no idea of the number of people that would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, all because Paul went through that storm. In other words, were it not for the storm, there were many that would have never been saved. I would even argue that many of those men on that ship, I mean, if I'm not a believer in Jesus Christ on that ship, and this happens exactly as Paul said it would, I mean, when they crashed there on the island of Malta, I, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm kissing the shore. I'm kissing the sand. Thank you. And I'm getting saved right there on the spot. In fact, uh, I probably would have gotten saved before the ship crashed and wrecked. Here's the thing. If Paul had not been shipwrecked again, the islanders on Malta, where they would end up on their way to Rome, this was not on their itinerary. I like how one said it, sometimes God directs our steps and our stops. God will redirect us, and the only way He can redirect us is to allow the storm. Let's be honest. You know, when our lives are comfortable, things are going well, we're good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but see, God has a problem, if I can say it that way. God doesn't have problems, but I mean, we're His problem. <laughs> Maybe that's a better way to say it. See, God has a problem. He has uh, people over here that He wants to reach. And he's looking for someone. His eyes are searching to and fro throughout the earth, as the prophet spoke to King Asa. He's looking, he's doing a search throughout the earth, and he's looking for hearts that are fully devoted to him, fully committed to him. But the problem is, is that you're just a little bit too content there, and maybe a little bit too comfortable there. So how am I going to get you over here? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm going to send a storm. Thanks for tuning in today to In Spirit and Truth. Join us next time to continue studying the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, along with Pastor J.D., You'll learn how modeling your life after Jesus will change how you interact with people around you and why it's important to show the world the love and grace of Christ. As His light shines through you, people will begin to wonder why, and it just might lead to conversations that can change a life forever. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor J.D. Farag, you'll be able to find them on our website at inspiritandtruthradio.com. We'd love to connect with you too, so come be part of our social media community. Follow the links on our website to our Facebook or Twitter pages where you can add your thoughts to the conversations while filling your news feed with encouragement and useful information. 
If you're in the area, you're invited to come join us in person at Calvary Chapel Caniohe for our weekly worship services. We get together every Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. or come by on Thursday at 7 p.m. for an in-depth time of Bible study. Directions can be found on our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. If you can't join us in person, we hope you'll find a local church community soon that you can call home. Having a supportive and biblically-based church family is an incredible asset in your faith experience, as well as a place where you can be a blessing to others. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks again for joining us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true to 